Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's hour two of Fantasy Sports today. Craig Mission, Joe Pizapia, the professor is in the house. Joey P also will have a Thursday night NFL preview, some props as well. Joe has his 10 things he hates about fantasy football. And if you've been playing fantasy football for the last 20 years, you'll want to stay tuned because we got some of the epic busts of all time. Fantasy Sports Today Hour 2 starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. It is our number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia, with you here on the show. Joe and I here every Monday through Thursday from noon to 2 Eastern. And then we turn it over to our friends at Full Time Fantasy, Adam Rodas and Dr. Roto. Sean Guastamaki is producing the show today, as always. And uh, it is time to go back to school a little bit, Joe. It's time to take a visit with uh, Professor Joe Pizzapia. I know normally we do this a little bit later in the show, but we have so much to get to here on this Thursday. We needed a visit from the teacher. We've already had one from the Gridiron Scholar, and now it's time to get one from you. Joe Pizzapia, let's uh, let you take it away here. We're looking for lesson number one of three lessons on our show today. Joe, take it away. Education is the most important thing, Craig Mish. When all is said and done, without education, without knowledge, where are we? We are nowhere. But luckily, we are here to drop some knowledge on you. And the first bit of knowledge I'd like to drop on you is where you're at in the season, you're heading into week seven. I always like to do these kind of things based on record. And I have uh, one of my teams is struggling right now. One of my better players is Travis Kelsey. And you know what? I look at the rest of my team. It's not a great team. I got a trade offer that had Brandon Cooks, Devin Singletary, and a third piece in there too, because it's an IDP league for Travis Kelsey. Oh, and, and Delaney Walker. That was the other piece in there too. So basically somebody offered me a big bulk trade for my best player. And you know what? If I'm two and four with Travis Kelsey, what's the point? Clearly, I have more holes on this team of people who are not performing and I need to take some shots and I need more bodies to get more points because as talented as Travis Kelsey is, sometimes you have to look at a roster that's not performing and say, hey, this guy's really good, but you know what? I need more guys to produce, to pull me up, to raise that bar of productivity and take me over that threshold. So Craig Mish, I think it's okay to take your top guys and start moving them when you're two and four. Yeah, I think so. I, look, you you have to when you're two and four, unless you have a lot of points uh, and you're playing in that format. I think you have to start looking at that. And so, uh, look, I agree with you. It also depends on who those players are. The other interesting thing that I would like to throw in in this lesson is it is not a bad idea to take a look at who has bye weeks coming up. And if you have a couple of those guys, one game could mean a lot in fantasy. So look at talent, but also look at who you have that may not be able to play next week. week Absolutely. After, week after <clears throat> that. And uh, and get yourself an extra game out of a player if you can with a player that already has had a bye week. Another interesting way to go about it. Okay, let's get to lesson number two. You got a bonus lesson there, everybody from Craig Mish. I hope you're you taking notes. How about that? bonus lessons? Look at that extra credit, Craig Mish. Look at it, Johnny on the spot. But you're absolutely right. 
looking ahead to bye weeks and realizing you're fighting for your life every week. You need bodies. You need guys who are playing, guys who are healthy right now. You can't always wait for guys to get healthy on a roster that's underperforming. And sometimes you got to make those tough decisions. Lesson number two, go back. Look at the original ADP coming into this year and realize that you can, yeah, you can crumple that up and throw it out the window because once we're in the season, all these things change in terms of who's the best overall. However, however, it doesn't mean that there isn't talent there. And when you look at the ADP and you see where guys were valued, it's a reminder of how good certain players are. And then go and evaluate why aren't those players playing well? Are they without their starting quarterback? Are they uh, a team that has a lot of injuries to the offensive line? What are the reasons why those assets are underperforming? And if you see those situations getting better, be aggressive and start buying those players on the cheap. It's always the players with proven talent you want to acquire. Don't always take chances on the guys that are overperforming. Go look for the guys that are underperforming and remind yourself that, hey, this guy's a really good football player. He's had some issues, whether it be injury, whether it be surrounding supporting cast. Is that a situation that I think is going to improve in the second half? If the answer is yes, or if the answer is maybe these stats are just fluky, like DeAndre Hopkins, perhaps, where things just have not broken his way, you have to be aggressive and make those kind of changes. So that's lesson number two. Go out there and go backwards. Remind yourself of how good certain players are and go find those guys that are available in your league and pluck them off other rosters if you can. Yeah, and, and this is and look this week and next week, this is it basically like I mean, th- these kind of. Uh, making trades and and looking at undervalued players like well, once you get past 50 percent of the season you're not doing that i mean uh, and players start checking out by the way in fantasy too and it's, it's also unethical to look at a guy's team that's one and five or zero oh and six and start trying to pluck his best players that's another key thing in a fantasy league you got to keep in mind it's it's sometimes better if it's a non-dynasty league to just let that guy die on that hill as opposed to having questions come up about collusion and and why would an 0-6 team be making a trade at that stage? Got to be careful of those sort of things. All right, final one here. By the way, this player in your, ironically, this player that we're going to talk about is somebody I just traded for in a dynasty league. So let's go Well, in dynasty, go. that's a different situation. But I, well, was listen, I don't like example. this guy at all coming up, but I'm just, I, well, but the maybe trade that I made, I, yeah. No, if he's somewhere else next year, maybe you like the ability. God knows he had a good college career, right? He had a great college career, but I it wasn't like he, he couldn't catch the football. The only then. thing that okay, it's OJ Howard that we're going to talk about. Well, the it's OJ Howard as an example, but yes, yeah, number the three. only thing that I could say, by the way, about OJ Howard in closing <laughs> is that this goes back to uh, that again. I'm not look. Bruce Arians is not changing Jameis Winston. That's never going to happen. Nope. I, I don't, people thought I agree. Maybe that was going to happen at the beginning of the season. But the other thing that in the Bruce Arians offense is specific to Howard, and then I'll let you go on your little rant here, is that uh, Arians just hasn't been a tight end guy, man. Nope. He really has not. And so I think that's a part of it, too. Uh, I don't know if, if Howard's going to be back with them or not, but go ahead and, and get into it. Sorry. No, you're absolutely right. And I thought that maybe part of the reason he wasn't a tight end guy because he never had a tight end like O.J. Howard, which I think was also a fair assessment of saying, hey, it's kind of like the same thing with Adam Gase. Well, Adam Gase doesn't like to run the football, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's never had Le'Veon Bell. So if you ever had a weapon like Le'Veon Bell, sometimes you don't get to run the football as much as you want to. But O.J. Howard is the example of this next thing, which is it's okay to cut players that have completely let you down 100%. I understand that, like you're saying, O.J. Howard, we're talking about him earlier in the season. There were a lot of reasons to be optimistic. But at a certain point, you have to be realistic. And at a certain point, you have to say, are there pieces on the waiver wire that can help me? Am I better off plucking Kyle Rudolph and getting his crappy points as opposed to O.J. Howard getting me nothing? Yeah, you might be. And, you know, I know a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I was really high on Naheem Hines. or I was really high on Edo Smith this year, all these things. But look, we are six weeks into the season already coming up on seven. It's okay to look back and say, you know what? This was a shot that I took. And maybe it was an educated guess. Maybe everything, every piece of homework you did on it was right, but it didn't work out. 
you got to cut bait. There's got to be pieces out there that can help you. And you got to stop running guys out there that we're not your first, second round picks necessarily that have been failures. You have to cut bait and be okay with it and realize it just didn't work out. Don't let your ego get in the way of your win total. Good stuff from Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. Professor Pizzapia's class is now over. Please make sure that you put your textbook back where they are supposed to be. And we'll see you <laughs> they don't even morning. have textbooks anymore. Everything's computers now. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, everything. Put your tablets back. Your don't, tablet. you, don't your kids have tablets now? I feel like all my kids have tablets in their school. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Put your tablets down. Oh, God. What's our world? Scary. All right, coming up next, it's time for a Thursday night preview in fantasy football. We've got the Chiefs at the Broncos. And uh, is this going to be a good game tonight? Look, it it certainly is is trending toward that direction. Also, the latest updates, injuries around the league. We'll give those to you as well. Before we take a quick time out, I want to remind you, for those of you who are listening to the show live on the FNTSY app or the iHeartRadio or TuneIn app, you can also listen to the show on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just by uh, listening to us as a podcast, we post this audio all over the internet, including audioboom.com, a great website that houses it. In addition to the app called Stitcher, it's available as well. iTunes and Android, all you have to do is like and subscribe to the show. If you wouldn't mind, give us five stars. Tell us what you think about the show, what we're doing well, what you would like to hear in the future, what in the present or even in the past. Any comments you would like to make, let us know. And also you can let us know on social media at Craig Mish, at JoePizzaPS17. Best ways to listen to the show. Again, either live or on demand in various apps where you listen to a podcast. Joe and I will be right back with a Thursday night NFL preview. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. It is Thursday night. It is Little League night for me. It is also NFL night for me. Last week, uh, interesting game between the Giants and Patriots as the Giants looked like they were going to, I mean, probably not win, but at least cover that thing. And then, of course, the Patriots did what they did, and then they ended up punching the Giants in the mouth. Speaking of which, Thursday night has been a devil to Joe Pizzapia. It really has. That's not why that I don't it, do Friday show. Not I'm that it has been any better to me, but it has really not been good to you. So <laughs> the Chiefs God. tonight are at the Broncos. This line opened up at four and a half or five, and all of the money is coming in on Denver. So whether that's the public money or the sharp money, you never really know. I, I watched that Chiefs game last week and thought that was the worst defense I've seen in the NFL this season. Now, again, Atlanta's giving them a run for their money, but I thought the Chiefs were flat-out awful defensively. They're on a short week, and they are at Denver, another team that I think that has no hope for the season, but they certainly play good defense and try and run the ball. Thursday night home dogs have been great. 
Thursday home teams in the NFL in general have been great. But it is the Chiefs. It is your guy, Patrick Mahomes, tonight, Joe. Let the people know who's the winner tonight. Chiefs <laughs> minus three at the Broncos. Eventually, it's got to come through. I have a feeling this is, well, you actually did two weeks ago. You got the Rams on the plus one and a half. So give me tonight's winner. Chiefs minus three at Denver. In case you couldn't tell from the tone of voice Craig Mish is using, this is his favorite segment of the week. This is the segment where I have to wear protective gear. I wear a cup. I wear headgear, the whole thing, because it's it's brutal. Craig basically uh, ties me up and just punches me. Seven weeks, for Joe. Come on. Oh, you you got to come through. Am I five and one? Is that what I am after the I mean, a one and five rather? Is that what I am? I'd have to go back and I don't yeah. even remember. And you didn't even want to give yourself a win for that Rams. I, get, I didn't. I, I'm over as far as I'm no, concerned. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was we're, we're against the spread. That was <sighs> a win. All right. you, you wanted to punch yourself in the face after not taking your own Patriots last week. And Well, it was and, looking pretty good there for a while. <laughs> it, it, yeah. you, know, you know what else looks pretty good? Nothing at the window when you don't cash. So here so there, uh, you're right. rip up. I'll rip up my, you know, my ticket for this Cardinals when the World Series looked pretty good a week ago. If Craig so, could, he would rip up that and just throw it in my face. Every I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it Friday night on the live stream with Howard. I promised I would. I would rip. It You're gonna rip it up and throw it in his face. Uh, well, I'm just gonna rip it up on the air. I promised I would do it. Oh, so well, that's good. Uh, I wanted that's to funny. wait one more game to see them get swept. Uh, okay, so you're, you don't dodge the question. I'm Chiefs, not dodging the question. Chiefs <laughs> minus three at the Broncos. I am going to take the Chiefs. There it is. Patrick Mahomes finds a way to get it done because that's what great players do. Back is against the wall. You're right. Home team, usually they should win. Denver's a tough place. (laughs) Everything logically tells you to take the Broncos. So I'm going to stop using logic on Thursday night. I'm going to take logic. I'm going to kick it in the nuts and kick it to the curb. And I'm going to throw it out the window. And I'm going to go with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes on the short week. Uh, basically being embarrassed and trying to find a little bit of pride this week. Because I'll tell you what, if the Chiefs lose this game, there's another team like the Rams where we could look up, they could have 10 wins and not be a playoff team. Okay? It could I, don't, I don't even know that either team will get to 10 wins based on what I saw last week. But okay, uh, so we got that you West down. is not good, is Chiefs it? Minus three. You got the I'm, Chargers, I'm, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and the freaking Raiders. All of a sudden, <laughs> like that's a, oh, I that's want brutal. the Raiders to win. I want the Raiders to win this division. I'm rooting for John Gruden and that young oh, team. Oh, it is, it is brutal, no doubt. I'll go under 48 and a half tonight. That'll be the pick off. That'll pick I'll use. I mean, Denver just. I'll go. I'll go under because I don't want to. I'll I'll take the under with you. But what's your pick for you? You're going with the Broncos, I assume, right? Uh, No, no. I'll just go with the under. That's it. Oh, that's it. You're just going to leave me out to dry by myself. Okay. if I if I had to take a side, it would be Denver. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. And and based on what I saw last week, I just I'm going to call into the show tomorrow if the Chiefs win. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, I told you I'm two and five on the year. Baby. Woo. Hey, All right, man. so we've done we've done better with these though. These are the player props. Let's go through them. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passing yards over under three oh nine and a half over because he refuses to because running the football hasn't worked out for them very well. I don't so know why they are not running at all? That doesn't. You know what? I, 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 why I, are you trying? I'm going to reiterate it today. Go get Lashawn McCoy because if you go back and you realize, okay, what what were we doing right? What was working for us? It was giving LaShawn McCoy 15 carries in like 10, 10 to 15 carries. What about Damian Williams? Just try with oh, him. Forget, I, Why don't you, know, don't you think if they could, they would? He stinks. 
He's the worst. He's the absolute why they don't worst. Give him five carries just to see. I don't know. It's just brutal. I, I don't they, know. They ran with this. I'm not saying he's great, but at this stage of the game, with after the way you play, I mean, I would think that the idea would sitting in a coaching room would be let's try and keep our defense off the field as long as we can, and that would require. Look, now running. that Tyreek Hill is back, I'm up. Look, last week was tough. That was a tough matchup. Tough. Okay. They Texans were terrible were, last They week. were terrible. But I'm saying the Texans are also a decent football team, and Deshaun Watson on the other side is more than capable. Tyreek so, Hill being so, back so in, in your, offense. So in different. your opinion this week, both the Rams and the Chiefs, let's use them as an example. Chiefs lose to the Broncos. You think they're done, correct? Chiefs lose to the Broncos. They might, they're might. they not done because that division is still winnable. We but just they're not winning anything significant. Right? I don't think they're a team that you're worried about getting to the Super Bowl. No. I think and they're the very same thing with the Rams this week at the Falcons. If they lose to the Falcons, you're off on the Rams. If they, I'm already off the Rams, even if they beat the Falcons, because okay. I think the Seahawks are a better football team. And I think the 49ers might be a better football team, at oh, least yeah, defensively. They, oh, they crushed them. Well, look, yeah. let's let's not let's not let's not start writing love letters, okay? Because if they go out there and they lay a turd in Washington, everybody's going to all of a sudden, you know, oh my God, how could they lose to Washington or whatever? They, like, let's not. It's the NFL. Let's not anoint Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers quite yet. They played, right. they played Baker great. Mayfield. They played a, you know, a bunch of stiff teams. Yeah, they beat the Rams. But who's good the good the teams? Who are the good teams in the NFL? Who the, who the, the Seahawks, okay. the Saints, the Bears, I think defensively are a very good team. You, you, so, you gave yourself a qualifier there. I did. All right. So I'll say the Patriots are a good team. The Seahawks are a good team. The Saints are a good team. So right. Start and beating those teams. In, in the, the, NFL. <laughs> the entire uh, NFL. That I could say are really good, yeah, like really good. I know that's the point. Is they crap say, because I'll everybody's think, crap. I think the Lions are a good football team. Oh, I'll take. I, I don't care. Yeah. All right, Flacco, two forty six and a half over under. Uh, under. All right, uh, Lindsay, uh, seventy over. and a half. <laughs> Whatever it is, over. Over and for Fre- Lindsay and Freeman's fifty three and under. Half. They're on Freeman, huh? I'm not gonna over. I'm not gonna overreact this. No, Lindsay's been really good, and Lindsay's the guy that I think can can do more against that Chiefs. Well, the good uh, thing defense. is you'll know right away because if if the game is close, he's going way over, and if if it's if the Chiefs are up 14 three, he's going yeah. under. Give me the under on Freeman, the over on Lindsay. Boom. How about how about McCoy forty over over get forty one. Woo. 41 yards. <laughs> Joe's sticking his neck out there on the 41. Stick one. I just need 41. Come on, LaShawn. Do it. You, 41. I mean, you can't go under on this total if you're going every over on every one of these props. Uh, Sutton, 69 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go under on that one. I think, they, I think they'll struggle a little bit here. Tyree kills 75 and a half. Um... Mm, that's a guy. I like that's over on McCoy too. I'm gonna go over on that. I'm gonna take over on Hill, but under on Kelsey. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the Tyreek Hill game because I think that's the guy that gives them fits. Uh, they're good defense, Denver. I'm gonna go under on both guys on Kansas Kansas City. They are, but I think Tyreek Hill is just it's just very difficult. And Tyreek Hill that was the best catch. Whenever you take the yeah. under on Tyreek Hill, you have to you have to really be concerned with that because that's a guy who touches the ball one time and obliterates numbers like that so okay uh so uh hill was 75 and a half kelsey 76 and a half you're going over hill under kelsey i'll go under both uh emmanuel sanders total receptions in the game it is three and a half the over is minus 164 so you have to risk 164 to win 100 
The under would be risking 100 to win $128. Emmanuel Sanders over under three and a half. I think he'll go over. I think he'll have four catches, five catches in this game. Okay, and then the final one that we'll do as we're running out of time is Patrick Mahomes pass attempts 38 and a half. Uh, pass attempts. Uh, I'm going to go under. Not much, but I do think it's under. Me too. I'm going to go under. I think under they're going to go a little bit. You're going to see a little, little bit more LaShawn in this game, I think, today. A little bit more balance tonight. All right, we'll take a short time out. We'll come back with 10 things that Joe hates about fantasy football. Week 7, don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. Fantasy Sports Today presents 10 Things We Hate. With NBA season just around the corner, you can become Daily Roto's eighth daily fantasy millionaire. Dunk on your NBA DFS competition and dominate. On FanDuel and DraftKings this season, compete with the pros. DailyRoto.com's optimizer and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with the promo code DUNK. That's DUNK, D-U-N-K. You know how to spell that. DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to learn more. That's DailyRoto.com slash DUNK to earn 10% off now. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Well, Joe Bizapia over at Fantrax makes millions each and every week for doing his his column <laughs> called 10 things that he hates about fantasy football and here we go with week seven so uh, it is a thursday edition of the show we like to get joe's opinions on things that he hates we'll see what he's got for this week and then i'll give you my thoughts on them as well joe let's get started with the first thing that you hate about fantasy football anger is good anger is healthy Anger is what keeps some of us alive. And I think during the fantasy football season, it's good to have an outlet for your rage. So every week I do this little column here where it's fun. It's a fun thing where I put some fantasy football knowledge in there and make some commentaries and give you some stats. But at the same time, it's it's entertainment. Fantasy sports is sports entertainment. That's what I live to do. And here we go. The number one thing I hate, and we'll see if it changes tonight, is the Chiefs just won't run the football. You know, they can't or they won't. I don't know what the hell is going on here, but I am the seeking suspicion that it's time to get back to LaShawn McCoy a little bit. Okay. It's great that you got everybody named D Williams out there, Darrell Williams, Damian Williams, all kinds of Williams. I feel like that Jay Cutler meme where he's like smoking the cigarette and he doesn't care about anything. And they're like, whatever Williams, Samuel, you know, any Williams, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, doesn't matter. All I know is they don't run the football and they need to as great as Patrick Mahomes is. And he is. You need to find a little bit more balance in the offense or you become predictable and ask Kirk Cousins what happens when your offense becomes predictable. Bad things happen. So that is number one. Number two, Jared Goff is a roller coaster. One week he's throwing 500 yards the next week it's 70 something. And that is completely unacceptable, especially at home where Jared Goff supposedly, well, all the stat nerds tell you that's where he does his best work. Well, not so much last week. Now I'm of the mind. You could throw that out the window. So Craig, I'm going to ask you 
Give me a number of passing yards. Give me a line for Jared Goff against the Falcons this week. Come on, baby. I'm just so stunned from last week. I don't know what to say. Uh, I know, but I think you got to just get right back, dust yourself yeah, off. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what I wish I knew what his prop line was. I, I should I should have looked at that. It's going the Falcons. In. You don't need a prop. You just yeah. got to think about the uh, Falcons. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, 271. That's a good number. I like the 271. How many touchdowns we got here? Two, three. Mm, come on. Come on. Jared Goff. One, one touchdown. One touchdown. Boo. Yeah. Oh, come on. Can I can't go it. all in on that guy after seeing that game last week. Oh, it's the Falcons. You don't have to go in on Goff. You just have to go in on how bad the Falcons are. Uh, number three, as Craig said earlier, and this was number three on the list this week, Bruce Arians can't save Jameis Winston. I was hopeful that he could. You know, Bruce Arians is a guy that I just personally like a lot. And maybe I I was drinking the Kool-Aid maybe as a member of the uh, good-looking bald man club that Bruce and I are part of. I just wanted to support him deep down inside. But uh, facts are facts. And Jameis Winston is a project that at this point in time is, uh, I think we can call a failure as a project. I'm ready to do it. I'm finally throwing in the towel. I know Craig threw it in years ago, so I'm not going to ask him about it. No, I didn't throw it in years ago. I just, before the season, when we were going through this, I just... I was optimistic before this nah, season started. Now yeah, I don't not, own any shares, but I was optimistic enough to buy. Oh, all Sean, the our producer, in. was just. Oh I know. God, is he a is he a Bucks fan? Is Sean a Bucks fan? No, he just really. Oh, just he guy. must have drafted him everywhere. And then as a as a loser, what you do is you you can't admit defeat, and you just keep making <clears> excuses, <throat> which is what Sean did with him specifically. And and by the way, like look, at some point, you know, you got to just take an L on things. And um, I mean. And and you didn't honestly, you didn't have to take your L on Winston until last week. I don't think you did. Because no, I don't he, think you did. Either. He was still a little bit up and down, but there is no coming back from that week. Nope. Like, it's no, done. I agree. Three fumbles. I mean, nope. Done. No, can't turn the ball over eight times and still be no, an NFL quarterback. The no. fact that he even comes out of the bye with that job is stunning. That me. shows you that no matter what Arian says to this dude, he ain't listening. That's what you know. Exactly. All right. Uh, number four on this list is the book may be out on Gardner Minshew. And I say that with a bit of a great assault. But if people look in what happens in the NFL is when someone stops something that's really working, everybody looks at it and goes, okay, what did they do? And they just copy it. It's not nearly as interesting a league as you might think it is deep down. It's pretty boring in certain senses that people really are not that imaginative. So the one thing in Minshew's favor is I don't think the Bengals can do much of anything. But going forward for the next couple of weeks, at least, if people keep referring back to the Saints game and how they attacked Gardner Minshew and that offense – I'm a little concerned there. I'm concerned for our money. We'll see what happens. I don't think it happens this week, but I am concerned. I'm also concerned about Keenan Allen. Since Melvin Gordon's come back, here are the game totals. Five catches for 48. What does this have to do 18. with Gordon, though? What's that? A what? Coincidence? I don't know. What does it have to do with Gordon? I think it's a coincidence. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird coincidence, isn't it? Five for 48, four for 18, two for 33. No touchdowns, three weeks. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're just off kilter or whatever it is. The targets are down. Everything's down. I'm down on Keenan Allen. You're not. You think I'm it's just fine. so Everything's surprised fine. that that you would do that with him. I don't know why. I mean, you, I'm just you, mad he's disappeared. You fantasy I'm, football with Keenan Allen the last decade, man. Hold like, on, you know. hold on. What have I said? I said Keenan Allen has disappeared. It makes me mad. I'm not saying he's gone forever. I'm just mad that Melvin Gordon came back and now I can't find my Keenan Allen. Yeah, it's like I got one piece back fine. and now I, I lost the other. I, I, I look. You know, Keenan Allen is going to win some money a championship, just like he does every year. But uh, but he'll also the next week lose you the championship. He, he well, will have in week 14, 15, or 16 a monster game and get you to the next round, and then he'll kill you the following week. That's it. I'm going to do. I'm going to drop a metaphor on you, okay, or, or a simile, I guess, sure. at the very least. The charges are like a Rubik's Cube. Every time you get one side right, 
you're like, okay, I got that side. And then you go to turn the other side and the, it completely doesn't make sense to you. Every they're time very, they're, they're very hard to the figure. They're, and and exactly by the way, in a, in a good way, like Tennessee in a bad way, you can't figure because they're just terrible. The Chargers have the talent. And, and by the way, this is why at the beginning of the season, I said you cannot trust that dude, Mike Williams. It's the same exact reason. It does. It's it's well, the, the health has thing. been a problem. I mean, he just you can't get on the field. How can you trust anybody who can't show up for work? You know, that's, but, but that's again, a problem. That's unowned in any fantasy league. Nobody yeah, and I own a ton of shares because because of the upside and the ADP. The and ADP there still is upside, upside, and he'll end up winning a week for you. But it's the Chargers, yeah, and you right. that's the risky run. But by the way, a very worthy risk to take all the Chargers. Because at some point they're going to win a week and they could win a league, and that's yeah. The, and there's the, a difference between the Damian Williams second round risk and the Mike Williams sixth round risk. You know, it's a totally or seventh round risk. It's a totally different set of risks that you're willing to take on a guy who could, you know, had ten touchdowns last year. So even if he wasn't a guy you can rely on in terms of floor of, of targets or catches or whatever you want to call it, give me the touchdowns. Give me the touchdowns because that's the difference maker in a lot of leagues every week. Um, all right, the next one is Aaron Rodgers hates his teammates, and that means you should probably hate them too. Because if he doesn't like anybody he's throwing the ball to, I don't know how he can have any confidence. I know Craig's got his guy. He's going to go buy the jersey this weekend when he has uh, eight catches for I'm telling yards. you, man. I am can, not, can you I'm print not out all his art jersey? Can you do it? I, I hope he does. I want him to succeed. I don't have him in any. I didn't get him. I bid on him in every single league and got him in none. Yeah, I'm going to let him walk and see what happens. I'm just uh, too I'm late for that. Him. No, I did. <laughs> I'm saying happens. I let him walk. He has a great week. It's over. I let him walk. Uh, Amari Cooper's hurt. You know, just when I thought it was safe to say good things about Amari Cooper. We sat here on this very show last week. We we're talking about, man, that Amari Cooper. Boy, oh, boy, he's really good at football. And then what happened? Now he's hurt. Now he's not playing again. So I know it's a different reason. It's not bad play. It's no play. But uh, are you concerned now, rest of the season with Amari Cooper? Or do you think this is just a bad hiccup in the middle of the season? I mean, I don't know how serious the injury is. If it's not serious, I'm not worried at all. And and he'll be, I mean, there's a chance he'll end up being the one in fantasy football that is my biggest regret that I never, uh, that I had no shares of because he was staring at my face on the draft board several times and I passed. Did he punch you in it afterwards like that guy did? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I guess, Joe, my, my short answer is I'm not worried at all, but there is a longer answer, which is, of course, if there's an injury then that would play into what I thought would have happened at the beginning of the season because there have been some issues with him, but I'm not willing to go that route yet. Uh, route yet. I give him a lot of credit for what he has achieved so far this year. No, he's been excellent. All right, number eight, Will Disley's done for the year. Oh, oh, tight end has been rough. Can we all just agree? Can we all, you know, I know we're a polarized nation, but I think the one thing that brings us together is the tight end's been rough. I mean, Kittle's playing better now. That's great. Kelsey's been good. Ertz has been good, but I don't think anybody's been just outstanding. Oh my God, this guy's winning me weeks. And maybe that'll change in the second half. Well, there's but been the first one, six there's weeks been one the guy. I thought you brought him up here. Hey, Mark oh. Andrews. Well, but yeah, even Mark Andrews, oh, Mark Andrews has had fantastic. the best return on investment, but he's not like, if you ask me right now, would I rather start Kelsey or Andrews? I'd still rather start Kelsey this week. I would. Oh yeah, but and Andrews has been awesome. He has, but that's one guy and we need 12. Oh, that's the only guy. And, no, that's the only guy. And it's, yeah. and it's been absolutely brutal. And Disley was a guy that was filling that void off the waiver wire, no less. So Will Disley wasn't drafted in a lot of drafts, okay? And this was a good story and a good tight end, and I lost both of them at the same time, and I'm pissed about it. Uh, number nine on this list, Tyler Boyd is getting too much attention now. Teams finally realized, oh, wait, Tyler Boyd is good at football. We should probably throw everything in the house of him and just stop him. And two of the last three games, the target share has gone way down. Went from double digits four to the first five weeks to just double digits once in two of the last three weeks. So that is a problem. Now, granted, Auden Tate fans are very happy about this, but at the same time, Auden Tate also missed half of the walls that were thrown at him last week. That is an issue. So Tyler Boyd, 
I'm getting a little worried here about how it's going to look going forward. So maybe AJ Green comes back. And the last, and you're going to love this one. This is just for you, Craig Nash. Okay. Devin Singletary is a tease. He's got 10 carries on the year and 127 yards in the touchdown. And that sounds like a great game, but that wasn't a game. That was all he's done so far all year. And the problem is you look at that and you go, my goodness, potential, potential, potential. And this week, he might be on the field against the Dolphins. It's trending that way. How much? I don't know. Craig Mish doesn't know. I know Craig Mish is done with this, so he's already given me the stink eye about even mentioning Devin Singletary on the show. But I really hope, because I really like the talent, and I really want him to succeed. And I like that Buffalo team, that I hope that Singletary has a good second half, because I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him quite yet. Yeah, no, he could. It's just Gore is always going to be there. And that's, that's that's the problem is he's not going away. And um, and and almost, I don't want to say almost, but it, we're getting close to the point that almost no matter what Singletary does the rest of the season, he did not provide the value that, that wherever you drafted him in fantasy. But I think you're, I think next year he'll be a monster, no doubt. It's just Frank Gore hurts the running back that's with you. He did it in Miami. He did it. Uh, he did it this year, and he'll continue to do it if he keeps playing wherever he ends up. But I think Gore could be in line for a big game. And by the way, Gore will get the goal line carries too. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. That's that is ten things that Joe hates about fantasy football. Here are some things that we love about fantasy: going and finding the old busts. We'll do that next. Don't go away. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. It is time to have a little fun in fantasy, go through some historical news and notes. Before we do that, let's give you some of the latest updates as far as fantasy. Uh, Sean McVay uh, said that Todd Gurley is, quote, on a good pace to hopefully, <laughs> a good pace to hopefully play on Sunday. There's no clarity there whatsoever, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, also keep an eye on Malcolm Brown in your fantasy leagues today, too, for sure. Uh, Pro Football Talk reporting earlier today, Drew Brees getting toward, uh, probably after the bye, coming back for sure. Also, O.J. Howard, Rick Stroud reporting late last night that no interest in trading him. Not sure why they wouldn't. If they're not going to use him, that trade deadline's coming up pretty soon. And uh, Ian Rappaport reports, that Kenyon Drake uh, could be traded. He has no value whatsoever. He's a free agent after the year. And the Dolphins should get a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick if they could. I, I don't think that this is a great player and has had issues with that team previously with different things off the field. So I'm going to say uh, good luck with that. Okay. He can help a couple teams. I'm just saying he could. Please, please give me the teams he can help. Uh, let's see. He could help... Uh, uh, He's got to help somebody, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, he could help the Chiefs. He could help a couple of teams. Of them? He, I don't no, know. he could help a couple of teams. The Chiefs is one. I think he could help the Chiefs for sure. Okay. Um, uh, there's got to be one more. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I should probably just look at a list. that would be easier. But um, no, I guess it's the Chiefs. He could help the Chiefs. So there you go. <laughs> Chiefs, get on there. Go do it. Come on. I'm here for your amusement, Craig. I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to think of... of um, 
of a team that could acquire him. Uh, let's see. Uh, it would be. It's the Chiefs. <laughs> That's it. It's Kansas the Chiefs. City. Everybody else has too many running backs that are too similar. How about the if, Lions? If, How about the Lions, if, Joe? No, no. I think you keep rolling with carry on. I think things are. No, but, but as a backup, like as as a, as a change of pace type guy. Yeah, I don't think you want to give up a pick for that, even if it's a six round. I, I think you just keep rolling with what you have. I think the only other team that you can make a case how, for how about chicago uh no i don't think they're i don't think they will i don't think they're ready to throw in the towel and look let's see what happens when they come out of the pie let's see what happens what their game plan is because they've had some extra time every week, on let's one. See. Let's i don't see. know let's see let's see let's see david look. montgomery 30 carries 41 yards if if the washington redskins are of not course they'd be in a great about spot Geist, but no but he's drake a, would be he's a, a free agent a joe he's a free agent at the end of the year right but I'm saying it. Maybe you look at it and you go, maybe guys isn't the guy. Maybe he's no, guy but, that can't but, ever. But Drake is the free agent. So what would be the? Point? I understand that. But maybe you bring him in. You say, hey, let's see what this guy's any good. And if he is, maybe you resign him. For, it's always easier to resign a guy. Give up a in. pick for five games for a team that's going nowhere. That's very yeah, unlikely to happen. Probably. Probably. Uh, is that the only? Or have we have we run? No, out it's of really. I'm there? looking around. You know, it's funny. Running back is that one thing. Like Kenyon Drake doesn't upgrade anybody except the no, Chiefs. he doesn't. But no. I think he upgrades the Chiefs. I do. I, I will stick my guns on that one. Okay. All right. So uh, Brock Osweiler ended up retiring. He was a Dolphin, believe it or not, a couple years ago. You remember that, Joe? When, uh, I do. When uh, Tannehill was out for the year. You remember who they signed along with Brock Osweiler? Uh, I don't, actually, off the top of my hand. The starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins two years ago for the first... Uh, oh, was it Jay Cutler? That's right. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. Yay. That's right. Jay Cutler. Came out of retirement to be a Dolphin for a year. Such did a likable lad. It did not go well. It did not. <laughs> it did not go well for them. Uh, okay, so I, I thought it'd be curious with Osweiler retiring to go through the biggest quarterback fantasy bus of all time. Uh, there's probably some qualifiers here as well because some were draft picks and some were players that were given big contracts. And so I, I kind of probably should have had them in two different categories, but we can kind of run through them here. I, I think universally, as far as draft picks are concerned, you would go with one or the other. You would either go with Lee for Jamarcus Russell. Is that fair? As far as draft picks strictly are concerned. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is with Ryan Leaf, the talent was there. It was the head. Like it was just and and he's, you know, kind of gotten right. I don't know if you read that open letter a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. No, he's had a lot of issues and has gotten back. Yeah, this is a guy that had a ton of issues uh, and and seems to have gotten right. And I think that's the most important thing. And I think that's the thing where, you know, with him, I don't think it was a matter of ability. I think teams were right about the ability. Some teams thought that they could they could get him to buy in and get him right mentally. And you couldn't do that. Whereas Jamarcus Russell, I don't know if you got that, like, necessarily. You might know better than I. You watch more college football. But was Jamarcus Russell necessarily that much better than everybody else in that class? I'd have to go back. And At look. LSU? That yeah. 2007 class, right, I think? Yeah, he was, uh, he, was, he was a monster at LSU. Yeah. And then he just got real fat and it was at the league pretty quickly. Yeah, that same draft class, not very good, by the way, in terms of quarterback, Brady Quinn, Kevin Cobb, Drew Stanton. So it wasn't exactly like you basically if you took a quarterback, you were wrong. You were wrong. You were just wrong no matter what you had. And that's that's part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trent Edwards, Buffalo Bills. Remember him? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Boy, The the Bills went through some bad quarterbacks, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. uh, Tim Couch has got to be on the list. That's this goes back pretty far here. Uh, with the, another Brown, and then uh, I think we got to throw Johnny Manziel in here as as far as the Browns are concerned. First round pick, right? That just was a zero. In, yeah, in, another in guy, uh, talent, but questions about the size, questions about the head. You know, what's he doing now? He got booted out of the CFL, didn't he? I believe. 
I think he's XFL, I think. Oh, did he really? Is he in that group? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh, I'm pretty my sure. gosh. There you go. Then now everybody's watching. You know, there's a guy that didn't make. There's two guys that come to mind for me that aren't okay. on your list here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because I think expectations and ironically, they played against each other. I think in one of the great college football games of all time is Matt Liner and Vince Young. Two guys that got so much publicity. It's so interesting, this one for me. Leinert, 100%. Vince Young, to me, is an interesting one. He's called a bust by a lot of people. And, and I suppose his career, look, unequivocally was a disappointment. But I don't know. Like, he, he did play five or six years. I thought he had a couple of good years in the NFL. Why, why am I not identifying him as a massive bust? I'm probably wrong. But for some reason, I, I kind of... I, I looked at young. Uh, I looked at Vince Young as having a couple good years in the NFL. I'm, I'm just. I, I know the numbers don't really add up to that, so I'm probably wrong. But man, like, uh, I remember him see. running all over the place and scoring touchdowns. Maybe I'm just totally off. Uh, well, looking at the in terms of yardage and stuff like that, I mean, 2006 he threw for 2,000 yards and 13 games. Uh, in 2007 he threw for 2,500 yards. Um, 12, 12 touchdowns, 13 picks in his first year, nine touchdowns, 17 picks yep, in terrible. his second year. Yeah, no, that's so I, I think you can call him a bust because after that, he didn't do much of anything else. Yeah. So right. it was it was not good for Vince Young. And and those were two guys that I think if you ask people in terms of the stock at the time off that game, too, I remember oh, watching that gosh, game. Yeah. That was one of the greatest things I've ever watched in sports. It was hard to imagine that even if you thought Leinert had some issues or he was propped up by how good USC was, period. That you think, okay, well, he's still going to be a decent quarterback in the NFL. I was just never materialized. Yeah. Oh, you were at that game live? Wow. Yeah. I think that was here. Yeah. I think that was in Miami. Oh, my gosh. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. And and Vince Young, I mean, just with the athleticism, you think, oh, my God, this guy, he's so big. Vince Young at the end of that game was a monster. And then, and if I'm not mistaken, if I don't know, this would require some research, but Vince Young's first NFL game that he came into, I feel it, it was that quarterback that he came in for that kept having those concussions. Yes, uh, it was. Um, I, I forget his name, but he, he always had those concussions. And, I and will he find would, it. He also it wasn't, wasn't Mark Brunel, was it? No, and he also was not known as being very nice and didn't want to help Vince Young or something, if I remember. And then he came <laughs> in and just was amazing. Uh, let's see. So this is back in, da, 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 let's see. Not just before Jake Locker, was it, it wasn't Hasselbeck. It was no. Terry Collins? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm no, seeing he was a very young and Perry Collins. That's what I'm seeing here. No the years that he was there. He was a very serviceable quarterback. What what year was this, Joe? Uh, let's see. Vince Young's first year was 2006, and Perry Collins was the quarterback that came out. So it was Kerry Collins, Vince Young, and then a little later it was Vince Young. It was four Chandler? years of Perry was there, Collins. Was there a guy named Chandler of some kind? Nope. Billy Volick was in there, but that was the year before. So. Uh, 2006, Vince Young and Kerry Collins, the only two quarterbacks. 2007, Vince Young, Kerry Collins. 2008, Kerry Collins, Vince Young. 2009, Vince Young, Kerry Collins. This went on for a long time. I did not remember how long this went on. Even 2010. I'm, I'm trying Vince to think Young, of it different. Collins. It's terrible that I maybe it was later in Vince Young's career that he came in and, and had a, a run there. I'm but, definitely thinking of Chris Chandler as the guy that that was a quarterback that kept. I do remember Chris Chandler. Yeah. But were the other teams that Vince Young played for? I can't remember now off the top of my head. So. Because I know we played somewhere else. Well, I just I need to check the 2005 Tennessee Titans just to be clear here and see who their quarterback was. Well, I just told you. I just had the list. No, up. it was before Vince Young then. Oh no, yeah, no, it still wasn't him. Okay, yeah, so I'm just off. Him. <laughs> okay, Maybe, uh, I would tell you. all right. So this this segment is is uh, not going well. Okay, so let's let's <laughs> let's finish off let's finish off this conversation. Uh, Matt Flynn, right, was given a big contract to do nothing. Huge. Yeah, awesome. I mean, he could be him and him and Brock Osweiler should open up a breakfast, a B&B or something like it just kind of hang out. I feel like Charlie Whitehurst was given a lot of money to do nothing too. 
Uh, well, you can go down the road. I mean, Scott Mitchell was given a lot of money and he never performed. Yeah, that was too. a good one. That was yeah. a good one. I remember because uh, a couple games were filled in for Marino, right? And then they That's went right. to the Lions and then everything mm-hmm. just fell apart because it's the Lions. Uh, Tim Couch was a good one, too. It's it's definitely one of those things where you look back on it over the years and you go, wow, that's Josh know, Rosen. Is Josh Rosen just a bona fide bust at this point? Uh, he's certainly in that conversation. It's funny, though. I mean, we're talking just quarterbacks, though, right? Yes, that's it. OK, yeah, just quarterbacks. I always put it along with the terms of expectations, too. Like, I, don't, I mean, do we really have enormous expectations for Matt Flynn at, at the point where they drafted Johnny uh, Manziel? Did everybody realize that this was a giant risk? Oh, Johnny. Well, Johnny Manziel was a first round pick. Flynn was a free agent. If I'm not, you mistaken. know, as a kid, I remember a couple of them, too. I remember Todd Marinovich was a big one. Remember Todd of Marinovich? Of course. With the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think Brady Quinn was a guy that people had expectations for. He first round pick. Yeah. yeah. Marinovich came in after Jeff Hostetler. Oh, oh Sam Bradford. What about that guy? Oh yeah, yeah. You, but you, but the truth is, is that Bradford played a long time in the NFL. Like he played well, for ten he, years. I'll say this: Bradford was on NFL teams for played is a funny word. Play. The, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that we also have to keep in mind is that Sam Bradford was the last quarterback to be able to get any amount of money that he wanted in the NFL. They completely changed the system where you get slotted, and that was it. So you could pay anything to any player you wanted when Bradford was drafted. They changed the rules the year after that. And so now there's a maximum that you can pay under a rookie contract. That's yeah, Todd Marinovich. Boy, there's a name I haven't thought of in a long time. I remember having that football card going, that guy looks cool. And yeah, he, he, he thought the same cool. thing, and that was it. No. Yeah, he <laughs> He's was like, I cool. am cool. No, not cool at all. All right, uh, one quick uh, note on baseball, Joe. The Angels hired Joe Madden to manage their team, and uh, they pair him with Mike Trout and Pujols and – uh, they have a young kid named Joe Adele, who's uh, the odds-on favorite to be rookie of the year next year. I'm going to throw a Vegas win total at you that doesn't exist, but this will be my estimation, and you tell me if you think they'll go over or under this. I could be wrong, by the way. This number could be different. Uh, 79 and a half wins for the Angels next Oh, season. I'll go over that. I, geez, I thought you'd be much higher. I, I, based yeah, on what? <laughs> well, based on the right fact, if you, get a, if, if you can get a full season of Heaney, if Otani comes back and pitches well, that's two pitchers you didn't really have most of this past year. So I, I I think right off the bat that's that's something to think about. They also have the best player in Major League Baseball on their team. Um, if they had, but Garrett that has Cole, not amounted to anything. Ever. No, it ha- it hasn't because they've wrapped up so much money in Albert Pools. They haven't been able to surround him. And well, now what's they the difference up, this year? Uh, none except their willingness that they, they see the light at the end of the tunnel in the Pools contract, and they realize that hey, if we we're in for a penny, in for a pound, maybe we got to go all in here and spend some more money. Maybe. Uh, and get Garrett Cole and, and make this rotation right. Well, but I think Otani, yeah. o- Otani and Heaney at the top of that rotation, I think changes a lot of things. If you can get, you know, even 28 starts from both of them, that would be an improvement on, on well, last Otani year. For sure. was, yeah, neither guy's been able to stay healthy either. No, it's a problem. Look, I, I think Joe Madden also brings in a, a very, very positive vibe. I think it's something you need, especially kind of uh, coming off last year too, which by the way, all that stuff going around with the angels and oh, you know, I yeah. mean, the, the, there's a lot there to take in as a manager yeah. and it's, well, it goes I'll, beyond baseball. I'll, 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 I'll say this. I mean, they won 72 games last year for them to win 10 more games in 2020 is going to be a massive improvement. If that happens, it's unlikely, but uh, they'll have to sign. I think if they come back with the same team, it's an under. But obviously, if they sign Cole or somebody else, you can go. Well, isn't there. this wouldn't Craig Mish say get in now in case they sign Cole? And then all of a sudden it looks like a really no, good because you can throw your money away <laughs> if they because if they don't, I don't think they have any chance. I think they could win a few more games, but a plus 10 in Major League Baseball. Yeah, their pipeline for pitching is not very good. Joe Adele is a nice young player for sure. And, and, but what's the underlying also factor in all this, too? What they play in the Astros division, man. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. But you know what? Uh, that's a big swing if Cole goes to the other side. If that it is. is that is. If, okay. if that happens, which I, I agree with you. I don't think that's going to happen. God right, forbid the Mets show up and pay somebody. That'd be let's nice. Let's take I a quick time out here on the show. We'll be back with Exit Velocity. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. And as always, we end the show here on a Thursday with a little exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit velocity. Velocity. All right, we're going to end the show today with a discussion about do or die time in the NFL. And I think that it's safe to say that for three teams in the NFL, this is it this week. The Rams, the Chiefs, and the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the three teams. Why not the Eagles? Well, look, I mean, the Eagles are on the road here this week. So if they lose at Dallas, no one's going to be upset with them. But for Dallas this week, coming off those losses, it's a must win. For the Chiefs coming off ugly four weeks of football, including losses in the last couple, must win this week. And for the Rams, that's the team that I'm most supremely concerned with just because of some of the play calling last week. So if you want to circle teams and actually not buy into silly narratives, those are teams that must win this week. And by the way, they must look better this week in the NFL. And if they don't, I think there's big trouble. We'll see what happens tonight when Kansas City is at Denver. That'll do it for the show. Thanks again to my co-host, Joe Pizapia, and also our producer, Sean Guastamacchia. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon Eastern. I'll have Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports on the show and plenty more. Full-time fantasy is next. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.